Spice FM 98.8 FM.
Hello everybody, welcome to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. Thank you so much to the police for, well, you know, as in the band. <laughs> the police for finally tracking Ricky down. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks to the police for looking after the community. Yeah. We are big fans of the police. Yeah, well, um, we'll get to what I saw was a whole bunch of... Um, uh, the crime signs? Uh, do you, uh, because apparently someone got attacked last night. Did you hear no. about this? Tell me. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. I'll yeah, just yeah, obviously we'll say welcome, it, yeah. welcome everybody yeah. to Mentally Sound. This is a show all about mental health. Um, with my, I'm your host, Mr. Stephen Hesse, along with my co-host, who you just heard a little brief uh, interlude there, um, Mr. Ricky Thamen, and we are here to talk all about mental health. So obviously, the, the disclaimer that we always start with is that we may, you know, touch on taboo. I say may, we probably will talk about taboo subjects. Um, you know, mental health obviously is is a, a touchy subject to some people, but we believe. In an open, honest forum of discussion, mm-hmm. and we have guests and banter and comedy and songs and um, a little bit of honest chit chat, um, and it's really really fun. And if you tuned in last week, it's on Spice FM. You would have heard us because we had to do two weeks in a row because I had to cancel uh, two weeks ago a show because we are on every fortnight, so we're on every second Friday um, and fourth Friday, last Friday of the month, twelve till two p.m. Right here on Space FM ninety eight point eight FM, or you can tune in uh, to us on the interwebs, which you might be right now on www.spacefm.co.uk. And before we get chatting, so me and Ricky will catch up for the first half an hour or so, and then we hopefully, if I can get, if I can understand the uh, phone system correctly, we will have a phone interview with our first guest around half past twelve. Um, and I've, we've got a, a centri- maybe a couple more uh, guests coming as well later in the show. Um, but if you want to contact us on the social medias, you can do so at uh, Mentally Sound page. Um, is it just Facebook? At underscore Mentally Sound on the Twitter. Yeah. And Mentally Sound Radio Show on Facebook. Yes. Uh, and it's, yeah, at underscore Mentally Sound on Twitter. And yes, people can correct. get in touch via WhatsApp now. Yeah, know? WhatsApp on here uh, for Spice, whether or not I... Oh, yeah, it is on. It is actually uh, up on the computer now. So if you want to yeah. WhatsApp us, you can do so at 07881. 988988 that's 07881988988 so if you whatsapp that mobile it comes through here into the studio and then we can read whatever messages so as we touched on last week um uh, if you have any questions you want to ask me or ricky because they're quite open and obviously experienced in in in, you know a lived experience with a lot of different disorders and you've had a ton of guests professional guests who you know run you know, mental health charities or mainstream charities, or we've had politicians on, you know, members of parliament who who um, vote and, you know, um, fight for mental health issues and all those kind of things. So we've been doing this show for quite a long time now. So if you have anything you want to know, this is obviously a good forum to ask us live on air what you want to what you want to, to know about basically and we'll we'll have a good natter about it as <laughs> as, as as they say. Um but chin, yeah chinwag. Chinwag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the part of the show where we just come up with different colloquialisms that nobody <laughs> understands. We'll have a good knees up. Yeah. Yeah. Um not a knees up, that's <laughs> yeah, we'll get drunk on the show, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um as usual, the the sort of starting point for the show is I just asked <clears> my good friend Mr Ricky, how is he doing? I'm not so bad, Steve. Uh, I've I've had a, a, a up and down few few days, which I'd get on about. But um, yeah, um, first of all, I'm thankful that it's got. I mean, is the heat wave officially over? Is it coming back? I don't know. I've I heard no on idea. the I heard on the way down about thunderstorms uh, arriving on our shores uh, quite soon. I don't know when, but um, yeah, I'm not so bad today. Um, How about yourself? Exciting times. Um, 
All right. Um, I, I I feel a lot better today, and I think um, as as probably anyone who listened to last week's show wouldn't. I, I I felt just very off, but it was obviously just a very very stressful time. Um, I feel a lot more um, sort of secure, but I think that's I think the reason for that is because I've actually had a bit of time to just actually like you know let time pass as opposed to just being constantly busy mm-hmm. um that's really really hard for me to be constantly like not having a breather and um and uh yeah and just being just worried about 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 different things because my mom obviously which which i talked about heavily last week it's kind of nice to say i've got not much to add as in she's doing quite well um she certainly seems to be improving um i got that because in our sort of text exchanges you you, you, i can tell from text you know you can tell from text sometimes how how perky or emotional people are Mm -hmm. and i know with the strife you'd been through like in in like recent weeks uh-huh. I noticed. I noticed it's been noticeable in the last few days that you've seemed a bit more kind of perky and yeah, and, and, and especially towards this show, the, you look forward to. It, I know I look forward to. It. I mean, this in a way coming to this show is my this studio. This studio almost feels like a a sanctuary away from all the madness that's going on around around the world politically. <laughs> and it sounds like you're reinforcing my police joke at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Like, it's my escape from jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the studio's like a, a nuclear bunker that we can sort of, you know, hide yeah. in and sort of talk. At least, at least we yeah. meet good people well, and talk. When, yeah, when the apocalypse happens, there'll be me and Ricky in a basement somewhere going, hello and welcome. <laughs> I know, happen. like, there's more better stuff, go- like, worse things going on, but hi, let's talk about mental health. <laughs> So the world's ended. Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that Hopefully. affect anyone's mental health? <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like very. Uh, I imagine not very well. Um, yeah. yeah, that's like a really, really good joke that um, David Mitchell said on uh, "Would I Lie to You," the the BBC oh. program, which I really like. I, I often watch like the the highlight uh, reels of of just shows because um, I really am a big fan of David Mitchell, and um, and he said a really, really good point of. Like they were just talking about an apoc- like if an apocalypse happened and the world ended and had to start again, and he went, you know what? I don't think I'd want to survive a, like a, <laughs> a, an apocalypse. Like if there was like a nuclear explosion and like the whole world, um, you know, got blown up. He's like, I wouldn't want to survive because he's like, how many years would it take before people would sit down and start pitching panel shows again? <laughs> 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 that's a good one. Anyway, that's literally all my talents yeah. are. Like, I have no actual discernible ability to do anything. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. Doesn't he have his own uh, YouTube channel, Soapbox? I yeah, think, he uh, did that for those... a while. I don't think he's. I yeah, think he stops doing it. But yeah, right. he did it. He did it for a while, and it's great. Like, because it was all like. There was one about Americanisms, wasn't it? And he just was like, kind of just taking the mick out of it, saying that, you know, it's just a bit. The way Americans say certain things, like math, math, I yeah. think was one of them, where they say math because they think it's a singular, um, which I just, that, that feels weird to me, it's math. You, know, you just said there before, it reminded me, um, it reminded me uh, on the Ricky Gervais show that they asked Carl Pilkington, if you define, if you're going to like breed new life on an, in another world, you know, whatever happens on earth, whether it's overpopulated or we need to start again, if it, you know, if the human population is, is, is in crisis. And he was asked, like, who would be the people that he would use to... St- and he was picking these people, like, oh, Jamie Oliver for the food, because you need good food out there. You need uh, you need um, David Attenborough, mm-hmm. so you know about wildlife. He was picking all these people, considering it takes, like, a, a good number of years to get to another planet. Yeah. And he was picking people, like, you know, over the age of, like, 60, who, you know, probably might not make... <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, it's great. It's a shame he doesn't do them soap boxes anymore. As far as I, as far as I know, because I mean, um, when he, I, I, I watched them like when he first put them online. Yeah, I used now, to watch yeah, them. Yeah, and then he's like not. Um, but I, I, I find quite a few people do that. Um, in regards to YouTube, is that like sort of mm. celebrities get involved in it for a little bit and then yeah. kind of just disappear because you know that's the, is uh, no matter what you think about YouTubers and how like you know the. I would argue certain YouTubers that I see that they don't really do anything. They're just mm. like they're basically just um, um, film their life. So bloggers yeah. and bloggers now, yeah. isn't it? But, but I will say that the I, I feel that in the last uh, couple of years, I don't know if you agree. I think you would have seen this that podcasts I feel have had a, a, a new upsurge because I would say like ten, fifteen years ago when they were first like coming out, they were popular and then they kind of downsided a little bit. But I feel with social media. It's a great way of just spreading the podcasts out there, just yeah. for what we are doing. No, no, definitely. But um, I mean, like people like David Bedil and other people have got their own podcasts now. Yeah, I think everyone's jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. I think there's there's a, there's a pros and cons to that because um, the the problem is everybody's like kind of just went, oh, everyone will do it now, um, and you yeah. know, not necessarily all of them are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the downside of yeah. people who who decide to jump on. And the thing is, is once celebrities jump on the bandwagon, it's really hard for independent people like myself to be. More notice. It's like the quantity versus yeah. quality yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it's like that they've already got like the notoriety and the fan yeah. base to be able to like you know get their podcast to be mm-hmm. instantly you know better mm-hmm. than like a, two or three years of hard work for an indip- indip- individual yeah. person. Mm-hmm. It's really really hard. Uh, in do you know what the deal and Skinner do a World Cup? Because they used whenever there was a World Cup, they used to always go I and think do. Podcasts. They did. I think they did. Like for the because you know, like the Guardian started like Ricky yeah. Gervais and all that. Yeah. So I think maybe like they got they might have done one for like the Guardian or something. I remember two thousand six um, in Germany, they did a quite a good one there, mm-hmm. and like they were even talking into the podcast like in the stand during the games and stuff. Yeah. Even the penalty shootout when Ronaldo was taking the one that beat England away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. A lot of swears in there. But, you know, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, because, like, I know, like, Alan Davis, Alan Davies, for example, um, who's on QI, um, he did for a long time uh, online sort of podcast, basically. Oh, really? uh, I don't think it was called a podcast at the time, but it was sort of like an online radio show, which was an Arsenal one. Okay. But he's a huge Arsenal yeah. fan, and so he used to do, an like, an Arsenal um, post-match yeah. show, um, because he's a season ticket holder, and he, um, I rem- the one I remember that became, like, sort of really viral at the time was that he, he talked about um, the guy used to play for, uh, was it, Bir- yeah, Birmingham, is it somebody, Taylor, he was a defend. He was a defender, and he was the and he um, snapped into was it Eduardo who used to play for Arsenal and broke his leg. It's not Matthew um, Ups- It wasn't Upson, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know, but it also Ramsey broke his leg once, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And I don't know who who it was. Who I think it was Ryan Shawcross, I think, from okay. Stoke. And anyway, it was somebody like that where an Arsenal person broke his leg. It was either Ramsey or Eduardo, the ones I remember. And he just like went on like a twelve-minute tirade of how he should be banned for this okay. person should be banned for like thirty games because it was a really terrible tackle. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. making a, he was making the argument of if if there's an if there's a tackle that's like so ridiculously bad mm-hmm. that it that it should be more punishable than just like an automatic three-match yeah. ban, which I actually kind of agree with because mm-hmm. I mean if they consider biting to be that you like get banned for three months, I mean like what's the difference between that and like you know snapping somebody's leg? It's yeah. to me were arguably worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they look at Biden because it's like animalistic and go, well, you know, you shouldn't uh, really, <laughs> shouldn't really do that. And on it, but but like, a la, yeah. a la Suarez, yeah, yeah, a la, yeah, exactly, <laughs> it was exactly what I was trying to. Um, 
Yeah, he just needs to eat more, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Yeah, so so yeah, um, I guess just briefly because this isn't a football show, but I guess while we're on the subject, because everyone in the in the you speak about podcast, everyone in the media world will be asking. So, how did did you watch the football? Are you <laughs> on about the, the last England game match yeah. particularly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just watched it at home. Um, yeah, it's. I think there's nothing better. It was so in the confines. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I think the what I, I mean I can go on forever. There, I'll try and keep it as brief <laughs> as possible. But I, I'm quite proud of them. I, I love the fact that these guys were, they weren't the sort of prima donnas of previous generations of footballers where the expectations were high. They went into this in a very relaxed, um, I wouldn't say laid back, but relaxed in terms of they weren't out in the media particularly and they weren't sort of like these glossed stars that, that, that almost to the fact that they already won it and all this like wag culture that used to attach themselves to previous teams. And and these and these were these were a lot of these were players who weren't even playing in the Premiership two three seasons back. Uh, I, I thought they were brilliant. I just think they they lacked the when it came to Croatia they kind of lacked the um, that that crucial playmaker class that you know the Luka Modric. Is I this, I agree. You know, I thought Deli Ali had a very underpar yeah, World quiet. Cup. And I think Harry Kane was probably carrying an injury because he was not notoriously quiet. Um, but yeah, they've always since Gascoigne. We've never really had that playmaker, uh, which would have done the job and would have seen us into the final. But I don't know. Did you see the the Roy Keane Ian Wright um, tussle on 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 TV the other night? They had a bit of a tussle about Roy Keane was like he was complimentary about England. But he was saying, "Hey, you should have took it one game at a time because as soon as you reach the semis, you were already talking about winning the final." Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I agreed with him. Yeah. Whereas Ian Wright, who I agree with a lot of the time anyway, and, and, I, and I love the guy. He was saying, well, you know, what's wrong with us thinking that we could win the final and bring it home? You know, we got to the semis, you know. But I thought Roy was being very... Uh, that's that, what, as I was listening to, to what you thought, I was, I, my response would have been exactly the same. Is that The thing that I find annoying about um, English media is they shouldn't go, they shouldn't go, but this is the way media is now, they shouldn't go yeah. where the wind blows, but yeah. they should have their own opinion and stick to it, mm-hmm. but they go where the wind blows, which uh-huh. is like they're not really an opinion at all, it's just like jumping on the bandwagon, because nobody talked about us winning the World Cup, mm-hmm. nobody, everyone was like, oh if we do good, maybe quarters or something would be but a you good know what? achievement. That's what I thought that was happening, because when we, we beat Tunisia 2-1, I thought okay, it's because we went into the World Cup without any expectation, but as soon as we put six past Panama, yeah. uh, it was like, yeah we're going to do it now, and I was like thinking, oh it started, you know. It was, it, dare I say, like a bipolar approach to yeah. uh, to uh, <laughs> to our expectations. That's because, a great way of putting Because it. Panama was like, oh yeah, wow, we played so well against a team who are literally, uh, Rio Ferdinand uh, said that um, the, they wouldn't even make a Sunder League team yeah. half of these players and yeah. I was like he's right yeah. they were awful and they were just they, they basically just went they, their, their mentality was we're just going to kick seven lumps out of yeah. Um th- because I, I think they knew they couldn't win mm-hmm. obviously so anyway so that, that if you, that was my point if I just finished my point was um, then we played Belgium a second string team and we lost 1-0 and, and sort of you had this sort of view of if we played both our teams would we have had a chance to beat Belgium because mm-hmm. their second string looked miles better than ours I thought um, and so then we go to Colombia and say this is this is my this is my point right I think the only reason it became that England were going to win the World Cup is because 
we beat our jinx of penalties. Yeah. Because yeah. if we hadn't have beat the if we had beat Colombia, like say a last minute goal in extra time, or mm. or we we hung on for the one nil when they were battering us towards the end of the game. If if that if it hadn't if it had happened a different way, yeah. we would have been humble and went, oh, we we it was it, we really you know hung on to get into the semis, mm. and let's just see what we can do. And I think yeah. there'd be less of its coming home chance. But the fact that we beat one on penalties made us go, yeah, we got over our jinx, so maybe yeah. we will win. Yeah. And I'm like going, it was look like at this. the hoodoo was lifted. From, yeah. You know, and but it's thought... like, it's like as Croatia said, we, we went from being humble to a little bit cocky again. Yeah. Because then we went, and and as I'd probably Roy Keane was sort of suggesting this, because this is what I was saying, like, because my friends were all going, you know, it's coming home. And I went, yeah, you mean we're coming home in the semi finals? Yes, we are. Because. We haven't played a really, really good team, and Colombia missed their best player. If if James Rodriguez was fit, yeah. it would have been a much more diff- yeah. different game. And, so, and you know, what? in the run up to the last two England games, when when it when you saw like it's coming home was trending, I purposely watched as little telly and as little <laughs> yeah. as possible because I didn't want to I didn't want to get caught up in the hype because I, I just wanted to go into it the same way I did when we entered the tournament, just relaxed and no. It's you know yeah, I mean? it's nice when you got a, a a life outside of everything because I did exactly the same thing. I like spend time with Haley and that and and I and um we went somewhere on Wednesday and then uh and then she actually and then I actually suddenly went when I was on the way home I'm like oh god uh, yeah it's the game's on tonight and I was like so it didn't mean as much to me as it should have done and I actually yeah. ended up talking to Haley uh towards the end so saying um, that though it's you know, been a fantastic World Cup I've oh, really enjoyed it it's I think one, it's been one of the best the mo- one of the most entertaining ones yeah. absolutely I've enjoyed a lot of the neutral games mm. absolutely I totally agree. Um, and I like, uh, for example, Wimbledon, and I've watched very little of Wimbledon, and I'm, um, I know that the, I might be able to catch. And I think Dr. just, just quickly finishing off the last point, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think in terms of what Roy Keane was saying in Croatia, we seriously didn't give them enough respect by this kind of we're going to win it, because look what they did against Argentina. I think it was probably the best display. Uh, was it three one when they beat Argentina? Croatia? Oh no, it was four three. Was it? Was it not? Yeah, it was four three. It was. It was. Yeah, it was four three. It was like a. Well, it was a better game than a. Yeah, yeah, it was four three. And I just thought, yeah, we these are serious guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Because the game from like two one down, and then it was three all, and then four three. Are you sure you're not thinking of France? And Argentina. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, Yeah. it was the Croatia in the group stage. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe you're right. Then it might have been two one. Uh, yeah, so that's right. France, France. It was France. Yeah, you're right. It was France Argentina. Sorry, I didn't get that wrong. Um, but yeah, no. And yeah, but anyway, yes. That, the, Mod- with that, Modric, you know. what a player. Yeah, I know. What a player. I mean, really, I, I, I haven't said. You, you say that he didn't really do much for most of the game. Well, he, it, he, 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 he didn't have his best game against England. I agree. Yeah. Although when it went towards the end, when we got a bit more tired, he kind of came into his. Well, element a little the thing bit. about. Um, I mean, Gar- Gary Neville or whoever it was said uh, on um, IDV, he was like. Mm-hmm. I really hope we get rid of this idea of a winter break not affecting the players um, because, you know, they, they don't show any tiredness and all that yeah. kind of thing. And then uh, Croatia, who pretty much played played exactly the same team for the last two games, um, have had extra times and penalties, which has got to be uh, completely energy sapping. Yet we looked completely knackered yeah. uh, about 60 minutes plus on that we were literally hanging on um, because despite, we, showed, we showed no energy. Despite in the, us not having the time. playmaker, which I suggested we should well, well you can't help it when you don't have one but this is why on a local connection you know imagine i think a shelby would have come on and uh, maybe or I'd, 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 if you did did we didn't did we take a lot lalana uh no i, I think, think he might be on standby he might be on standby yeah, yeah. 
Because uh, I was thinking somebody like him, somebody who just like you know could do do. See, I've, I've talked to a few. I've got um, a few scouse friends, and they're not big fans of his. Uh, well, I think he's. Took, I, I think the unfortunate situation. And him his injury's been a he bit. He started to yeah. play well, and then he's just been injured yeah. all the time. But anyway, anyway, this we'll we'll stop making. This is not talk sport, so we'll uh, we'll try and move on. We'll try and move on from uh, Although the World Cup. Pre, guess, pre warning: you know. there is some World Cup new in the mental health news. That's so fine. That's, that's fine. But, but it is new, mental health related. So, so yeah. So yeah, so who's there? So do you want to tell the folks who our guest is if we can get the phone to work? So uh, um, our first guest, hopefully when we get the the phone rolling, a guy called Dave uh, Benbow, who's um, from a good group called Stop Loan Sharks, an illegal money lending team, and he's going to talk about the impact of debt that it has on mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our first phone interview, pray it works. Um, yeah. And then in the second hour, we've got uh, Kath- Catherine Vero, who's from the Slow Shopping Group. Uh, it's an initiative that helps people who are vulnerable, be it with dementia, autism, anxiety, to help them out with their shopping experience. So um, uh, we, we've touched about on this before, mm-hmm. um, and I think this is a really great initiative that you know when we got to do our our shopping. Some of us, I know I've had anxious times. There's been times where I've had, had anxiety attacks where I've had to cut off from doing any any sort of food shopping. So it'll be interesting to get her perspective, and she was inspired from her. Mum who had dementia, so mm-hmm. yeah, that would be the second hour, and she might join us for mental health news as well. So brace, yeah, that was the plan. So that would be kind of good to have a guest because we usually enjoy that, and because uh, yeah, you seem to think she'll be good for that. So mm-hmm. that's excellent. So what Ricky's referring to, if this is your first time listening, is we do mental health news on the top of the hour. So we basically talk about um, all the mental health related stuff that's happened. And we never really got a chance to do it last week, so we'll do a whole like sort of you know last few weeks basically of everything mental health related that we found on social media and whatnot, and all and on in papers and everything. And um, we'll have a discussion about it and debate about particular things. But yeah, we'll be right back here on Mentally Sound, hopefully with a phone interview. Um, but we're going to play some ads right now, and then we're going to play some music, and we'll be right back here on Spice FM 98.8 FM with myself and Ricky here on Mentally Sound. For the community, by the community. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Newcastle Mill at 2018. 25th year anniversary. The biggest multicultural festival on Tyneside. Bigger and better than ever before. Taking place on Sunday the 26th and Monday the 27th of August bank holiday weekend at the Exhibition Park, Newcastle City Centre. For more information, log on at newcastlemillard.co.uk or search us out on Facebook. Motharam Samain. गुजश्ता साल हम आपके लिए डेट्स फॉर सीरिया लेकर आए थे इस साल इंशाल्लाह हम डेट्स फॉर सीरिया फलस्तीन और पाकिस्तान लेकर आ रहे हैं एक किलो खजूर की कीमत सिर्फ 10 पाउंड रखी गई है तमाम मुनाफा आपकी पसंद की हुई चैरिटी को जाएगा ऑर्डर के लिए टेलीफोन नंबर 07522976002 पर رابطہ कीजिए आपका ऑर्डर इंशाल्लाह ماہ رمضان سے پہلے آپ کو موصول ہو جائے گا مزید معلومات کے لیے ہماری ویب سائٹ www.thedateproject.com پر رابطہ کیجئے شکریہ Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> Then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM 98.8 FM
Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. That was Don Henley of Boys of Summer fame with their Dirty Laundry, and we played Pretenders with Don't Get Me Wrong, which is possibly one of my favourite songs of all time. And I know I've probably played that maybe three or four times in the last year, which I think actually Ricky sniggered when I played it. He was like, this this song again, Stephen, come on. Uh, but, you know, we're limited to what's on the database, you know, because this is mainly an Asian station, so uh, there you go. But a healthy uh, 80s collection. Yes, yeah. yeah. I almost wanted to make the joke of 80s, the last time we were in a semi-final, not now. <laughs> Even though that was technically the 1990s. Yeah, worrying about that time, you know. We should try and find uh, love. Got love's got the world in motion. That's a great. Oh thing. God. Um, anyway, um, if I've done this correctly, because if you were just uh, tuning in before we played the couple of songs in the ads, is I said that we were going to attempt a phone interview. Um, so if I've done it correctly, Dave Ben Bow, if I'm saying that correctly, is that the guy's name right? Should be on the phone now, and you should be able to hear her. So, uh, Dave, are you there? I am indeed. Yes. Yay! Excellent. How are you doing, sir? Um, very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Um, uh, was it okay for you waiting on you on hold and everything? <laughs> yes, no problem at all. Okay, Great excellent. Great, yeah. Well, thank you for being a little guinea pig and getting <laughs> getting, yeah, getting the phone thing to work because uh, I wasn't quite sure uh, if it was going to work or not, but it did. So that's excellent. Um, but yeah, so um, for the for the benefit of people who may have not listened to the show before, I touched on this before I was chatting to Dave off air, is that we were actually talking about universal credit. And the basically, you know, the the which I'm sure I'm preaching to the converted here, Dave, and about, you know, how universal credit is, um, you know, leads to people having a waiting period because I'm I've just went on universal credit because my circumstances have changed and it is a real nightmare and people find themselves literally not not generating any income. So I'm sure in your field of expertise that makes you know this is where you sort of come in because you do you run like a, a um stop loan shark company type thing. Is that correct? Yes, we are the National Illegal Money Lending Team, so we are a government-funded department, mm-hmm. um, and we are the sole enforcement agency for illegal money lenders, also known as loan sharks in England. Mm-hmm. So what does that essentially, in regards to like your role in it, what does that involve for yourself? Okay, so we, uh, as I say, we are the, the, the sole enforcement agency for illegal money lenders. So okay. Um, anybody that makes a report or believes that they may have borrowed money from an illegal money lender mm-hmm. would contact us or would be referred to us. Mm-hmm. We would look at the, the referral or the report um, to see if, in fact, they are an unlicensed lender. And we would then conduct an interview into that, that, that particular person, which may involve them being arrested uh, and prosecuted and taken to court. Mm-hmm. So can you give without, oh, I'm assuming you can't like necessarily name names or anything like that, and we wouldn't want you to, but can you give like, I guess because as someone who's not been in that position before, and obviously for the benefit of people listening, is that, can you give like an example of what might be considered, you know, that looks like legitimate, but then become, you know, like then, you know, when you dig a little deeper, it seems illegal? Because I imagine, you know, in scams like this, it has to come across as being legal for someone to do it. Does that, do you get where I'm coming from? Yes, certainly. I mean, the the, the key message is that um, for people to be a loan shark, they don't have the correct authority um, on the financial conduct authority. Yeah. So, in effect, they require a license or permission 
to be a authorised lender. Yes. So illegal money lenders don't have that permission. I see. So it's very easy for us to check, all the public to check, um, to find out whether the lender is licensed or not. I see. Very often, the sort of signs that we see about loan sharks is that they don't advertise, they don't have any paperwork. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's word of mouth or a friend of a friend that says, oh, so-and-so down the road or so-and-so in the pub or so-and-so at the bookies. They can sort you out and they can lend you out. And they'll, they'll quite often come across as very friendly. And when any terms are discussed, they, they'll tend to be very blasé and just say, well, don't, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll lend you the money. I'll, we'll sort out how much you've got to pay back later. And it's not until that point that the people go back and say, well, how much do I have to, to pay you back? That they then say, well, you owe me double or treble or this much. So that the, the real key things for people to look out for are, are all that, that no paperwork. Sometimes I might take security, driving license, passport, jewellery or something off that for you. I say they're, they're just keeping in a, a security for the loans. Wow. But as I say, if, if anybody is uncertain, um, then they can contact us mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. We have a, 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 a hotline number, which is 0300 555 And they can call that number either to report an incident or just to get some help or advice if they do think that they've, they've borrowed from a loan shark. I see. Excellent. Hi, Dave. It's Ricky here. Good to talk to you Hi, by the studio instead of the phone here. But um, uh, many thanks for coming on. Uh, I want to ask you, um, in terms, how how predatory are these companies in term in terms of um, um, looking out for particularly vulnerable people? Is that something they look out for because they know they can be easily taken advantage of? Yeah. Well, loan sharks. They are very very clever. Um, they will. Um, snatch on to an individual's vulnerability and, and that could be through a variety of things um, it could be because they're on low income it could be because they might have some dependencies on, on, on certain things uh, we've had in, uh, incidents where people have had family deaths and mm-hmm. they've had unexpected costs of funerals and yeah. they're obviously yeah. depressed and whatnot through that through that yeah. uh, and loan sharks have come in and said well you know I'll, I'll help help you so there is a variety of, of, of different levers that loan sharks use for different people mm-hmm. um, but whatever that lever is it's always about having uh, exerting some level of control mm-hmm. um, against the individual as I say whether that's through sort of mental or, or physical mm-hmm. um, sort of actions. Yeah. So I imagine that a person who's a, obviously with with struggling with debt, for example, are going to be at a low ebb mentally. I guess um, the attraction of, of, as you say, the guy in the pub or, or or anyone else who comes on comes on with a sort of an offer that co- seems to be too good to be true. Uh, the, the, the chances are that they're going to they're going to fall for that without without judge, judging their character too harshly. If you see my meaning. Yes, as I say, loan sharks, they're, they're very cute, they're very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they will see an individual uh, that is um, vulnerable, is in, in need mm-hmm. of, of money, and when a person's in that position, if someone turns up and puts their hand out and there's a wedge full of money in, in the hands, it's very difficult for that person to say no, and the, the loan shark know that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and th- th- they know that they, because of that person, that they can exert whatever control that they want. You know, we've mm-hmm. had individuals that have borrowed um, £250 so that they could purchase a car so that they could get to work, and they've ended up paying £75,000 back. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
I mean, in a, in a way, I mean, I know this is obvious to say, and uh, people listening to this are going to think the same thing, but it's really why someone in your position who does this kind of great work is that it, you know, because it is taking advantage of vulnerable people, and you know, I'm assuming because you'll 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 know more experience than I do in this, that they essentially know what they're doing. Is that correct? In terms of they know that they're taking advantage of people in terrible situations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that they do. They majority of time they they, they just operate on greed. Yeah. They, they they don't do it to help people out. They yeah. do it to take advantage of people, and they 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 have no respect at all for the impact that they have on that individual yeah. and their family mm-hmm. and, and their sort of wider family. We we have grandparents of victims that, that, yeah. that have had all their savings taken off them and oh, all their God. retirement money yeah. that that's given to the grandchildren to try and pay off these loan sharks. And when they say to the loan shark, oh, well, how much is left? And they say £20,000. They took this money off the grandparents, paid the loan shark the £20,000, and the loan shark said, well, let's just cover the interest. You owe me another twenty now. Oh. And, and that's the sort of thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. We had a conviction recently uh, where, the, upon sentencing, um, the judge summed up about the loan shark in, in terms of the victims. He said it was like the, the, the loan shark was murdering their souls. Wow. And that was the sort of impact that he was having on their lives. Mm-hmm. You can you can see, you can understand that quite frankly. Um, I, I can totally see uh, where they're coming from. What I'm, what I'm guess I'm sort of interested to to, to ask you on the back of that, because obviously I'm assuming you know people who are listening to this are going to be sort of thinking the same thing. Is that in terms of when they get involved, uh, you know, with your organisation, um, like do they? How does it? How in terms of you helping them? Obviously, you help them to you know identify that this is not a real you know you know um money lending company etc etc and um, do they are they able to get their money back like how does your sort of process work and also do you help with maybe rehabilitation or anything like that okay so we we, we do have uh, <coughs> two parts to our, our department we have our enforcement side which yes. are investigators that go and do the arrests and the investigations and, and prosecutions we also have a, um, a liaise department, which are specialist trained officers that lead in awareness, intelligence, support and education. Um, those officers will provide a, a bespoke one-to-one victim support service with any victims mm-hmm. that are engaging with us during an investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, during that point, they will conduct risk assessments and uh, needs assessments. We will offer whatever support that particular victim needs in the circumstances that they're at. Uh, and whether that's something we can deal with ourselves or it's a referral to another agency. But but certainly we're, we're very proud of the level of service that we provide to our victims. Correct. Um, and, and, and it's something that if we didn't provide that as a department, we probably wouldn't exist because it's very difficult for victims to come forward and, yeah. and to, to get advice and speak about, about these things. Um, people can come um, to us uh, confidentially um, they can remain anonymous. Brilliant. They can call on behalf of a friend or a family member, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just about putting that call into us so that you can speak to one of our trained officers, and we can let you know what sort of <laughs> support is uh, is available there for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great to hear. Uh, I'll let Ricky talk in a second. I just think, as a as a byproduct of what you just said, that's really great to hear because we're doing a show like we do. You know, anonymity is like really important because you know I, I'm assuming, like you were just touching on, is that you know if someone falls for essentially a scam, 
then it's incredibly embarrassing. And I, I think, you know, and and as I, I it, that's, you actually touched on exactly why I asked you that question, because, you know, I'm, I, the idea of someone coming forward with that means that I think they would only ever come to someone like yourselves if they think, thought there was some solution to it, as opposed to just, you know, telling you for the sake of telling you that they've been scammed, if that makes sense. So it's great that you do something like that. So yeah, Ricky's got something. Dave, I wanted to ask, um, how much does your um, campaign group um, uh, in terms of wanting to influence law change, I'm thinking in particular like recently we had the um, the motion put through to try and change uh, the laws on fixed odd betting terminals because we know like gambling for example uh, leads a lot of people into debt. Are you influ- influential in those sorts of areas? We um, we are, as I say, we, we are the sole enforcement um, agency for illegal money lenders. So there's just a, a very specific piece of legislation. Right that covers that. Um, we, several years back, um, there was a change from the Consumer Rights Act into the Financial and Services Markets Act um, that we were involved with the government because there was some changes in the legislation from right. those acts to, to make sure that, that the current um, legislation in terms of that it's actually been a, an offence to be a loan shark was covered. Mm-hmm. So yes, we, we have been influential in terms of uh, policy changes, right. but that's very specific just to the area that we deal right. with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I guess the final thing, because uh, I know we, we've got to wrap things up because we're close to our um, our next ad break, is um, I just kind of am curious to ask you, uh, Dave, is that from your own sort of personal experience, like what got you involved in this sort of industry for want of a better phrase to begin with did did you get scammed yourself or was it something that you just thought i want to do this because too many people have fallen victim like what was your sort of motivation i guess i'm asking you um purely uh, no, experience in, in the enforcement side okay. um within local authorities um mm-hmm. and when this particular vacancy came up of which i've been here for since we set up, in, we originally set up in 2004, mm-hmm. um, and it is huh. about the satisfaction that we get from helping victims. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the satisfaction that we get from taking these people out of communities. Yeah. Um, once we convict loan sharks, we take their assets off them in terms of proceeds of crime, and we invest that money back into com- communities and projects. Excellent. Um, yeah. And also the fact that. It's not on many people's radars because it is so under 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 the level. A lot of people don't even realise that it exists or it is a problem, and it's about raising that message nationally through all communities. Yeah. Do you find people? Um, I, I guess before I guess Riggy might want to ask a last question, but I guess that leads me to think maybe just as a quick um, a subsection of that is: Do you think um, some people? in your experience, don't go to a place like yourselves because maybe they get scammed a little bit of money and think that it's no big deal. I guess, like, maybe, you know, because, like, obviously, if it's a huge amount of money, you can maybe, if you can prove it, go through, like, the court system if you can afford it. But I guess the the problem is, is people end up in these situations not only because of the scam, but they haven't got the money to actually, like, you know, defend themselves or, or they think or they, they think it's not a big enough amount of money to make, for people to care about? Do you, do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, I think that the, the biggest thing for us is a lot of the time victims think that they've actually done something wrong themselves. They I think see. They've committed a crime by borrowing the money and that's not yeah. the case at all. Okay. You know, they, they are victims. Yeah. Um, they commit no offence at all. I see. Um, 
it's from from my own experience, I, I think it's not so much the case that they borrowed a small amount of money. Um, loan sharks, they're, they're predators. That if they lend you a small amount of money, they'll keep bleeding you and bleeding you yeah. dry until you've got no more money. Yeah. Or if if you do manage to pay a, a, a debt off, mm-hmm. um, they'll next week will say, oh. You only borrowed hundred pound last time, but you're a good customer. Here's five hundred pounds. You can have that. And again, when they turn up and then five hundred pounds there, and they're pushing it towards you, even if people perhaps don't need that money, yeah. it's very difficult to say no. And mm-hmm. they will target people at Easter and at Christmas, or we even have people loan sharks that have been lending at school gates when they know that parents need money to buy school uniforms and things like that. So yeah. as I said, they're very calculated, very deceiving. Uh, and will manipulate circumstances to suit themselves. Yeah. No, I see where you come from. It's a good point. A final question from me, Dave. Um, something that Stephen alluded to earlier regarding universal credit. Have you seen a more upsurge in recent years, months, uh, in terms of like what what we've seen within welfare reform and more people kind of falling into rentaries and, and things like that? Uh, it's it's quite difficult to answer because the rollout of universal credit um, it, it hasn't gone out nationally uh, mm. yet. It's still being dripped in uh, different areas, but certainly when we well, Newcastle just just in, Newcastle was one of the guinea pig areas. We were one of the first right. cities to have it rolled out to us. Yeah. Okay, but, but certainly in terms of the victims that we speak to and engage with, um, their biggest reason for for borrowing from loan sharks is um, when it's just for everyday expenses or when something mm-hmm. uh, out of the ordinary tops uh, crops up like perhaps the boiler breaks down or the yeah. washing machine breaks down and they need that that, that um, couple of hundred pounds mm-hmm. that, that they haven't got in savings and mm-hmm. that tends to be the, the, the reason why. So we, we also try to encourage people to, to look at a, a affordable means of accessing credit which will always promote the work of local credit unions. Right. Right. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Um, um, that I will not keep you any further, but thank you so much for, for, for phoning us. It's been a very interesting conversation. And, and thanks for breaking our phone interview, Doug, because we've been <laughs> wanting to do that for a while. So, uh, yeah. Special uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks. No problems. Um, yeah, but before you go, because obviously you want to let people know about how people can contact you again, because you touched on this earlier, but can you mention the number again? Yes, certainly. It's a, it's a 24-hour hotline, 365 days a week, that's staffed by trained uh, officers. And the number is 0300-555-2222. Excellent. So obviously, if anyone's listening to this who are unsure or whatever or uncertain or feel a bit embarrassed, hopefully this interview with Dave has um, eased them fears and uh, give them a call. Um, I'm sure they can help you based on what we've what we've listened to. So huge thank you, Dave. So thank you so much for phoning in and thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. No problem. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. You, thank you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, what a great interview. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, our first, oh god, our first phone interview, oh, why is it doing that? Ah, stop, here we go. <laughs> what was doing that? It was feedback. Um, sorry if you heard that, that was really annoying. Um, but yeah, so, first phone interview done, that was really, really that good. Was cool, wasn't it? That yeah. went, like, I was expecting technical errors, but no, it worked out, worked out great. Um, but yeah, so, um, huge thank you to Dave, that was a really good interview, and as I said, I'm so pleased, what a great, you know, I think we had a mind meld or something there, or like, we were, like, telepathic because I went I haven't asked him about the universal credit thing yet and you went yeah. so the universal credit thing I'm like Ricky's learning he's, it's he's the kind of push. relationship we have Steve yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's come to that now well I mean I did write really quickly and on me t-shirt I was like <laughs> universal credit answer, ask him like uh, 
you know so and Ricky like all right i'm sorry i will which i designed for him yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i've just got a box of stuff and i just took the, put them on i'm like can't ask this no ricky's like a, as i as i quite say to him off air all the time he's a really good interviewer so um Thank you. so yeah that was um that was perfect um yeah um because as we just touched on we're gonna go for a break now because Catherine uh, uh vero is very kindly waiting uh in the wings so hopefully she'll do maybe do mental health news with us but yeah um really really touchy subject and close to home for me because as Rickley quite rightly says I live um, just outside of Newcastle and Universal Credit came into existence here on the 2nd of May and so obviously um, from what we hear because the actual first place that it started I don't know if people are aware of this was Blackpool um, and I think basically I went to a, a meeting recently about Universal Credit and they kind of basically sat down and said yes we hold our hands up like we i think they basically guinea, guinea pigged it in places where they were very straightforward situations and then yeah. they go to like a working class area like yeah and there's people who have got like this issue, this issue, this issue. yeah the, yeah the first city so yeah they they're, they're really weren't prepared for like the complications that existed so um i mean i've still got issues now in my mm. second month and that they're you know they're still sorting out my housing benefit and everything else so mm. it's it's it you know i'm fortunate enough that i'm able to you know as i touched on last week you know borrow some money off my parents and so i can give it back to them because you know as again segue to what we just touched about with dave Mm -hmm. you end up in a situation where you're not only struggling for money but you're putting yourself in more debt which means you're going to have less money long term and you caught in that cycle and yeah yeah just you're giving your money away to somebody else Um, so hopefully as we touched on please do go and uh, get in touch with dave uh, benbo's company Mm -hmm. and if you want more information i think you can just type in like um stop loan sharks stop loan sharks and Um, illegal money lending team i think yeah you should be able to find Mm -hmm. um their website and whatnot if you didn't catch the phone number earlier all right we're going to take a break right now and as i said Catherine is going to join us in the studio which i'm really, really excited to talk to her about stuff and yeah and then um yeah we're hopefully going to do mental health news because as we touched on we didn't do it last week so we'll touch on the topics that have happened in the last three weeks or so so we'll be right back after a little bit of morrissey with swedehead exciting times
everybody, and welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. That was uh, Westworld with Sonic Boom Boy, which I have no idea. Never heard that song, but it sounds good. It sounded good. It reminded me of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> well, I used to listen to a band called Sonic Boom Six. Have you ever okay. heard of them at all? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Westworld, the band. I was wondering if I maybe got oh, I that the wrong way around. Westworld was the band. Sonic okay. Boom Boy was the name of the song. So. Okay. I just literally, because I realised uh, Ricky popped out of the studio for a quick loop break, and I was like, he isn't ready. So we just played something, and uh, it sounded any, it sounded good anyway. So I'm pleased. Hope these guys enjoyed it. But yeah, welcome back. Obviously, as I said, huge thank you to Dave. That was a really great uh, phone interview, and obviously that means in the future we're going to do more phone interviews. Because I'm quite buzzing after that. Is our yeah. first one? Yeah, yeah. really cool. Long um, time coming, I thought. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't play any ads because it didn't say on the computer I needed to. So I was like, excellent. <laughs> it not, you know, although the ads we have here are really amazing. Are amazing. They're the best ads ever, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, I'm in, I'm employed to say that. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be here for the next half an hour. Obviously, we'll hear at two o'clock. But I'm seeing the next breaks in half an hour. But I'm very delighted to say our second guest, who's been waiting patiently, who's going to also join us for mental health news. But we're going to have a little bit of an interview first. Is Catherine Vero? Is it Vero? Yes, that's right. um, and she's here from uh, Slow Shopping. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, as Ricky was saying through the big, some sort of organisation. He's like, I wanted to know what it's about, which is the whole reason you're here. But uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's no problem at all. Um, did you get here okay and, uh, and whatnot? I did. I live in Newcastle, so I was able to fit across. <laughs> Great, yeah. Because yeah. um, we do uh, sometimes have people come from far and wide uh, mm. of, of the UK, which is incredibly flattering. We have, I think London's been the, the furthest, hasn't it? I think we had someone drive up from London or train uh, up from London, maybe. Yeah. No, well, he was on a train back from. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. He said, "I'm come. I'll, I'll happily come on, but I'm going to be on a train from London. Yeah, so literally hot foot from yeah. the Central Station. Yeah. <laughs> not, not bad at all. Um, so I obviously said slow shopping. So I guess the most obvious, um, the obvious place to start is what that is and what your organisation does. Well, I started slow shopping because okay. I used to go shopping with my mum, and my mum um, uh, lived with dementia. And some of our shopping trips, as her condition got worse, uh, could be quite distressing um, because my mum would get quite confused or she would need to leave the store um, or just for lots of reasons. And I found it very stressful. And I found that I didn't know who to ask for help. Um, It seemed to me that other customers were fed up with us and um, staff could be impatient. So... I felt that there must be a better way to do it than this Mm -hmm. because shopping is such an important activity in our ordinary everyday life. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mum's now passed away, but I've thought about it a lot. So about two years ago, I approached my local Sainsbury supermarket in Gosforth and I said, would you let me pilot this, this idea? So basically what we do is on a Tuesday afternoon, the store chooses the time we have trained staff and we have just more support for anybody who needs it. You don't have to identify yourself as needing any help, but the support is there if you need it. So there are there are more staff around, there are more chairs around, there's no tannoys, there's no, unless for emergencies obviously, but there is no um, music being played um, and There's no stacking of shelves. So the staff are there just to support the customers. And if they need extra support, they can get it. Um, And since then, I've been working with several different supermarkets. But at the moment in Newcastle, it's Sainsbury's in Gosforth 
and it's Tesco's at Kingston Park and they both do Tuesday afternoons and they do lots of fantastic things to support people. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is a big 24-hour one yes, in, Tes- in Kingston Park, right? Wow, okay. And they've been marvellous and um, the staff really enjoy it as well yeah. because they like being able to support people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose, again, the key thing is no one has to identify themselves so that if you wish to just go shopping... You can just go shopping and no one's going to approach you or, Hmm. you know, uh, pick you out. Um, It's just that it's there for you if you need it. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Marvellous, I think. And I I mean, because it it covers a a whole host of different, um, you know, ailments, if that's the right word. I'm not really quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, I mean, because anxiety is one of them and not just dementia, because I know you touched on dementia with your mum, but... um, yeah, so the because uh, I guess the whole idea of is that, I mean, it's an interesting situation. I, I, what you've just described, because in a way, it's 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 um, changing it for the person to be comfortable, but also uh, in a roundabout way, to me, it reinforces about how society looks at certain people. Mm-hmm. Because do you get what I'm saying? In that, you know, it wouldn't have been nice if everyone could shop without being discriminated against. But I guess part of it's down to just feeling more secure maybe in regards to the people who you're helping i do understand what you're saying yeah and um but what i'm trying to do if you like is to make it possible because many not all not all but many people don't want to go shopping because Mm -hmm. they are concerned either through experience or just a perceived fear Mm -hmm. that something might happen yes Mm -hmm. Or they may, uh, if they've got OCD or anxiety or something like that, that they may not be able to cope and then they may not know what to do and they may panic or, you know, all sorts of things might happen and that increases their anxiety. So what I'm trying to do is to say, obviously you can go shopping any time you like, but if you come in this time, there is less stressful um interruptions to what you need to do exactly yeah and there's more acceptance yeah what's actually happening in the stores that i've been doing it with is that as the stores get used to people coming in and as people get used to shopping in stores it all broadens out yeah good shop. exactly you know what i mean it's yeah. like a learning process yeah yeah no i see where you're coming so we're building no, on that i see where experience. you're coming from absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so initially you were kind of inspired from is you, your mum's Mom. jaw, yeah, is that right? Jo, jo, yes. yeah. Jo. Um, through her dementia. But I think what I'll be right in saying as you explore this idea further, so then you looked at other conditions like autism, Absolutely. like uh, anxiety, and you realise that a lot of people with these sorts of conditions suffer the sort of same stresses and kind of, you know, when they go out shopping, something which we took for granted in our younger lives, perhaps. Because yeah. you're preaching to the converted here, yeah. because oh. I know in our own phone conversations that my experiences where I've walked into shop or supermarket and immediate anxiety attack can be completely random didn't necessarily have to have a trigger and then i walk out and and go home in a slump and think well that's that's me out of food for another week or days anyway so um do you does that is that something that you um feel i don't know bless is the right word but you you feel touched that you're reaching a wider community with this if you see what i mean absolutely and i feel it could be the work of my life really because it's come through my own experience and it isn't um simply if you like or 
just about dementia. It's absolutely about lots of mm -hmm. reasons that people, when they're doing a very ordinary activity, which is so important, yeah. it's about personal choice. It's about using money wisely. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, this item you just did on, fina on finance, you know, it's about financial independence, making, mm -hmm. making all those choices, being in society, being part of the ordinary mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. is so important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so if we can improve the environment for people, so that they feel, oh, I can have a go. And, you know, what you're saying, Ricky, is that hopefully if you went to a store during slow shopping, if you did feel anxious, you might think, well, actually, it'll be okay. No one's going to look at me. Mm -hmm. No one's going to – nothing's going to happen. It's going to be okay. I can have a sit down. I can go out. I can come back in. Mm -hmm. I can do whatever I need to do. Yeah then that actually reduces the amount of anxiety mm -hmm. and reduces all of the other things yeah. that happen. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're finding mm. yeah. over time working with people. Mm -hmm. Just a small anecdote because one, I mean, again, so it's sort of a social media story, but a very good friend of mine, when I, I tweeted one time when I had a, such an attack, after an attack, and so, some very good friends online were sort of saying, do you want, do you want, me, to, uh, do you want me to ring a takeaway for you? Because I don't like the idea of you being without food, which I yeah. thought was very touching. But, you know, we live in this kind of culture now where more and more people are shopping online. And, of course, I have that option, and other people with conditions have that option. But I think that that defeats the argument, doesn't it? Because there's times where I want to go out and I want to see what I'm getting and I want to interact with people. And, I, you know, it, uh, that's not something you would sort of, you know, segue people into doing. Well, there's always online shopping because it defeats what you're doing. I'm exactly. Assuming. So lots of people. So I have a choice to do mm. online shopping yeah. if it's convenient for mm. me. But if shopping is your mechanism for going out, for going for a walk, you know, yeah. you can go shopping and not spend any money. You can just go and have a look at the shops. Exactly. But they're warm. They are dry. They are safe places mm -hmm. to be in. Mm -hmm. So you could go along, buy an apple, a coffee, spend £500, whatever you like, yeah. and you can do what you need to do. So what I'm trying to do is enable people to do what they need to do. And if they choose online shopping, then that's great. But shopping is so much more than just getting the stuff. Mm. It's... You know, it's about choosing and looking. And, you know, at Christmas time, you get the different smells and the different vegetables yeah. and and all of that. It's stimulating it's to see absolutely. all the various signs and, and brands and things. But, so, I mean, some of my fondest memories when yeah. when I had my own breakdown and what what motivated me, what motivated me to, to try and get through and normalize myself was those shopping trips. And it was my mum that used to drag me out. Yeah. And those are the um, sometimes we would go out at crazy times like midnight to yeah. those twenty-four hour shopping places that we did, and I, and I thought well, at least I'm getting out and seeing people. Okay, you don't see many people out at midnight no. necessarily, but but those are some of the nicest memories I have because it was a to me it was like a green light. It was like that light end of the tunnel that I'm actually getting out and doing stuff. So so That's to me to right. to suddenly to do online shopping would be completely counterproductive. I think it's counterproductive and it can be quite isolating. Yeah. And, um, yes, if it's a choice, because you've got other things to do. But if it's a way of just, you know, so like segmenting people and saying, right, you can just do online. We don't have to see you out and about. Mm -hmm. We don't have to yeah. deal with you. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And that, that's convenient. Mm -hmm. But this is saying, welcome, you know, come. Um, 
there's lots to see because the shops spend an awful lot of money and resources on marketing what they've got. They want as many people mm -hmm. to see it as possible. Mm -hmm. They want people to enjoy. Mm -hmm. They want people to enjoy the environment. They want people to see all the new products they've got. So this is a way of saying come in and you can enjoy it well yeah because not only that but as as you hear as you see on mainstream media all the time is that the amount of high street retailers that are struggling and you know needing to get mm. all the, the support they can is i i know what you i know what you mean um and i think the the what you just said about online shopping is kind of a, a an almost a separate entity as it were because as you were saying that i remember i got an assessment because i changed universal credit recently because i was on employment support allowance um and one of the questions they ask you on that which i find very and again you you touched on it superbly because i was listening to what you were saying about that about online shopping and going that's exactly the issue is that online shopping is regarded as like as you said if it's a convenience and you know as ricky just touched on uh, if if you're feeling particularly bad then and you don't want to go out or you don't feel like you know maybe you've got your mental health issues are bothering you that you want to you want to be at home then that's a great alternative to not starving and everything else but um if you're in a situation like with all a lot of older people are where they don't do online shopping or don't like the idea and they want to be go to an environment where they may be well enough at a certain period of time to do it but are not able to through like physical mm -hmm. ailments or whatever it may be is that yeah it, it, it actually is like a hobby for some people mm -hmm. and the idea of just saying well we'll make it easier for us by making it easier for you then but that's not uh, i often say the phrase on this show in particular easier isn't necessarily better no. Um, and yeah I think um, online shopping is an example of that because you know as you said it's like and even I sometimes I mean I do online shopping more than I've ever done but I'm saying whenever I go shopping for food it is always nice to wander around yeah. the mm -hmm. supermarket because mm -hmm. you might see something that you would never think of mm -hmm. getting because on online shopping I find when I log on to any online shopping that I use I you pretty much buy the same thing all the time yeah. Um, so yeah it does lead to a bit of a monotony yes. I would say is the good word a good word in that sense so it's um, a huge step for, I think for your project to actually motivate um these supermarket chains to re, you know, retrain their staff in this sort of way. So what kind of things have they had to do? And well, what I've done is I've spoken to several charities nice. that are involved in supporting people with different needs. So stroke charities, okay. dementia charities, um, those with um, limited eyesight, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And just listen to what they said were key mm -hmm. points. And I've developed just a little pack that I can give to shops right. and say to them, I've tried to make <clears> it as easy as possible for the stores to do it. Right. So if I, what I'm trying to do is work with the grain. Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying to them, it's very straightforward. These are the kind of things which are usually about good mm -hmm. communication, which makes you have better customer service anyway for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So it's a win-win for the stores because mm -hmm. if they can get people in during quiet times... And if their staff are better able to communicate with people and their staff enjoy it mm -hmm. and they have more customers, yeah. which all of the stores that I've done this with have reported increased footfall. Yeah. So then it's a win-win. And then they will keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. like once they do it, they like doing it. So what I have to do is to... And I'm really grateful for this uh, opportunity is that if there are people who go to local stores <coughs> to tell their local stores 
have you thought about doing slow shopping? And um, is for me to get as many stores on board as possible. Mm-hmm. So it becomes much more of a, um, you know, that people think, well, why don't you do it? Because everybody else is I doing think the it. Word Ricky said, I think the word that Ricky said is, is, is a good summary of a community. Absolutely. I, 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 I honestly think that's the case because I think a lot of the times when you get mainstream organisations and whatnot, they lose the sort of grassroots level of it where it's mm-hmm. like it's not from the ground up, it's yeah. that they make decisions for the community and it should really be the other way around, Absolutely. essentially. Um, it's interesting because as you were talking about this, because we've had some in particular, like for example, autism and dementia, mm-hmm. We've had quite a few um, different organisations on this show about about talking about that mm-hmm. openly, um, and it's a bit like when we had Timeside Cinema on, who they do dementia, so they do dementia well, yeah. cinema stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm always like really grateful for them for doing that because you know you get like mainstream seminars which which are which are struggling in some aspects and they just don't consider any you know disabled access people or whatever and in relatively and yet you know they're they're willing to like you know expand screens to get the latest screen you know uh, we had the the disabled association of newcastle united football club and they're having like their opening sensory rooms now as well so it's it's, it's very heartening to hear more and more of these institutions yeah it's really pleasing to be fans of a football team because we're one of the few that do it and you know they've got their own like area at the bottom of the pitch where people who've got wheelchairs it holds about 20 wheelchair users and um so he was talking about that in a sensory room so if you yeah. you know have trouble um hearing any loud noises it's a basically a, yeah. a sensor room as in you it's like padded and uh you know soundproof basically so yeah. you can like watch the match through the window and see the actual pitch but you're not bothered um and then and obviously people like you saying about the the train and people within the organization to know what that room is and, and not to disturb mm. them and whatnot so yeah mm. it's pleasing but i mean yeah as as, as we've been touching on throughout talking about this yeah. i just think it, it's a uh, it's about time is kind of what i'm <laughs> what i'm feeling yeah, as i'm yeah, talking about this yeah. i'm going how many uh how, how long have we known about all these particular you know disorders and yeah. illnesses and uh yeah it's only really now that we kind of go maybe we should do something about that yeah. so it's kind of annoying at the same sense, but um. So how um. So when did you when did you start doing this? About two years ago. Yeah. Okay. And I set up as a not for profit company, and at the moment I've got my application in with the charity commission, and I'm waiting for to be uh, to get charitable status. I see. Which will mean that we can access more funding mm-hmm. and more support. So. Um, that's a really exciting time for us as right. slow mm-hmm. shopping. So you said about yeah, because I what, what I the reason I asked you that is because I remember you saying it's sort of become like your swan song or whatever the right <laughs> whatever the right word is. But um, I, I'm curious about that in terms of like, is this like now a full time thing for you? And no, no, I have a full time job, okay. but um, and I use that to if you like support financially yeah. what I'm doing where that's necessary. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so I'm extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's grown organically, and I feel that um, we I've been able to just grow it alongside what I'm doing. So um, I'm really thrilled, and uh, the people that I've met, and you touched on this, um, is it's brought out the best in everyone. Mm-hmm. So that sense of community, that yep. people, if you like, people like it. People who don't use it, so customers who don't use it, like the fact that it's offered to people, mm. um, and the staff like it, the management like it. Every you know, so it makes people feel good about what they're trying to do, 
and I do understand it if you like your frustration at at, at this and I, I share that to a certain extent but slow shopping allows a mechanism if you like a framework for the stores to engage in it because they are combating all sorts of things i mean you hear all this uh, uh, on the on the news mm-hmm. um and there's less and less staff there's more and more self checkouts you know there's a lot of stress in the supermarkets so what i'm trying to do is to help them if you like to have a stress-free two hours a week yeah and then if they get that then we can just grow from mm-hmm. there really no i understand because it because it's it, it's essentially that they don't get sort of um you know blindsided by Absolutely. it uh, that's that essentially what you're saying and you c- i completely understand what you mean because it's like um because if you were you know dealing with people who were slow shopping and whatnot and there was regular do they were a regular um you know shoppers going yeah. in I, I, don't, I don't think it's term yeah. regular so like we ban the word normal on the show because I, I don't <laughs> what, what does it actually mean yes i know uh, you know um but you get, you, get, yeah. you get my point i get just you know regular in terms of people who go regularly is what yeah. i mean and you know they're not used to that idea and as you said the staff may not be used to this idea they they, they may look at it unfavorably as like a nuisance as opposed to if you assign a time to it like you're just touching on it it does make mm-hmm. sense yeah, i totally understand um yeah i, I mean um so uh, when, when you change this into a charitable thing because there's an, is an ongoing application is that the best way of phrasing it yeah uh, right it's now? with the charity commission they're just about to uh, i'm just doing some last minute admin I before i can get registered as a charity yeah. so has it become a non-profit charity or i don't know how quite know how it works because are you well, not your non-profit now did you say yeah, i'm non-profit yeah but charity means that i can access other funding yes okay. and it means that i'm eligible for other yeah, things okay. that then we can fund it better would that lead you to take a more long-term like Absolutely. active role in it i, I mean that that would be nice that wouldn't would it? be nice <laughs> yeah because nice. yeah. yeah. i guess the reason i'm asking this is because it's interesting because a lot of the time we get which is why i think like it's it's nice that we had you got you on is that we we usually talk to charities who have been doing it a number of years yeah. and like having like an individual doing something that's yeah. interesting it's good because mm-hmm. it shows your passion yeah yeah your passion for doing it yeah so it's pleasing my final point was going to be on the you you made reference to terminology before about community but it's also heartening whenever i go into my my local shop that the word friendly is being used more yes so you see often autism friendly, dementia friendly, and, and I'm wondering that you, I think your organisation probably had a big part in playing in that because... Well, I think we all have contributed to that. So it's become like a coalition Absolutely. of sorts of all these different groups. Yes, yeah. yes. And really, um, when it says dementia friendly yeah. and or autism friendly, that means lots and lots of the things that slow shopping are advocating mm-hmm. are in place. Right. But what tends to happen is people who haven't got anyone in their family with autism mm. might feel, oh, I don't want to take up any any of this time that's for people with autism. And the same with dementia. People say, oh, I don't want to, to do that. So if you like, slow shopping is a global term, which just says there's lots of things available for you. Right. Right. Uh, and no one's going to say, what have you got? Yeah. <laughs> See, so global no, term, what, yeah. are, what are the origins of the term? Uh, well, slow curiosity? shopping, um, where I got it from, uh, well, slow shopping is original, but there's a slow food movement and a slow cooking movement. So the slow food movement ah, okay. was based in Italy, and it's about harvesting and using food in their, correct, in their right time, right. if you like, right. seasonally, grow things 
in time when they're ripe and stuff when they're ripe just use them seasonally Mm -hmm. so when i started slow shopping i approached the people at slow food movement and said is it okay to use this and they said no it's absolutely great so they were full behind it great excellent so it's about taking your time really it's it's just whatever time you need yeah because yeah, uh, i think like my mom's got my mom in particular who i've t- i talk about her quite a lot regularly because she's um going for a strange time in the minute and whenever i like take a shopping which i have done quite a lot recently mm-hmm. is that i think particularly with our ocd she likes mm-hmm. things done a certain way mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so very often i'm just like well i'll get you this and she's like but what if there's something i want <laughs> yeah. what if there's something i want that's not there and yeah. all that kind of yeah. thing but it's like you so you just literally just sort of like guide them yeah it's what i find i doing with my mom and it is obviously like you know um yeah i i will admit honestly because i guess this is the whole point of doing the show like this is to be open about things is that i do sometimes find and it's only natural that when someone you're with who you care about who's going quite slow and there's other people around you do get a bit um uh, what's the word like sort of uh, apprehensive or a bit yeah. like sort yes. of uh unsure about what yeah. to do but in the same time you're trying not to upset the person you're with and yes. um so and you do ca- but in the same time yeah but also you do sometimes want to scream at people and go if your mom wants to take her time she can take her time so <laughs> yes. it's, it is a strange situation to be in absolutely so the last time i made reference to a similar story in regards to some shops doing like a autism i think i was during christmas so yes that's obviously a really, really hectic time yes. when everyone's around. So how do you get around such busy periods Well, like what I do is get the stores to plan what they want to do. Uh-huh. So it may not be possible to okay. do slow shopping in the week before Christmas. Right. It's just, and I think everyone kind of accepts that's okay. how it is. Because they cannot mm. make a quiet time because it's absolutely you know what it's like so i'm trying to make it that it's possible and it's scheduled so if um a store says we are not doing slow shopping on the week before christmas everybody knows that mm-hmm. and you can make a, arrangements mm-hmm, for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we get back on track right. um, rather than trying to fight and right. say to people no you've got to be quiet because They've got, um, their brand have got um, commercial okay. reasons to play certain okay. songs right. and, you know, all okay. of that. So it's all very strategic, isn't it? Yeah. It's very strategic. So that's why Slow Shopping Like works, because it's a framework and it's a plan. Mm-hmm. So you can put it into operation and you can do it. Mm-hmm. And you can organise your staff. Mm-hmm. You can organise the seating. Mm-hmm. You can organise the tannoys mm-hmm. for that okay. time. <laughs> and then... You know, it just gradually kind of migrates out. It's lovely. Right. Well, I guess we'll hold that thought because um, yeah, we got to we got to stop for ads now. You're welcome to save a mental health news when we come back if you'd like to. We need to take a break for ads right now. So, um, huge thank you for Catherine so far, and good luck with everything. Um, Just say because you you due to appear last time, but you fell, didn't you? How's your wrist? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've got, well, this is not so bad now, but I've just got bruised. It was all okay. black, so yeah. I was just, I'm bruised at all. Thankfully. But I'm lots better. Thankfully. Thank you so <laughs> yeah. much for asking. No, that, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you remember that now, because we were making jokes about whether you're going to come on a cast or not. But, um, it was like, she's okay. She's Flip-flops okay, everybody. in the garden. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. 
He always chipped the curb. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Right, we're going to take a break for some ads now. We're going to play Starship where we built this city, which I've been humming as I saw it on the database. So let's play that. And I'll be right back with uh, potentially Catherine and myself and Ricky to do mental health news before we leave at 2 p.m. right here on Spice FM, 98.8 FM, and you're listening to Mentally Sound. For the community, by the community. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Newcastle Miller 2018 25th year anniversary The biggest multicultural festival on Tyneside Bigger and better than ever before Taking place on Sunday the 26th and Monday the 27th of August Bank Holiday Weekend At the Exhibition Park, Newcastle City Centre For more information, log on at newcastlemiller.co.uk Or search us out on Facebook Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. To broadcast your community announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call 0191273988. Select option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Kashmir Orphans Relief Trust. Aisha ki awaaz. आपको पता है मैं कोर्ट में रहती हूं जो 2005 के जलसले के बाद यतीम और बेसहारा बच्चों के लिए आप सब ने बनाया यहां मैं पढ़ती हूं खेलती हूं कोर्ट में मेरे घर के बाद अब बायों के लिए हॉस्टल बन रहा है रमजान मुबारक में अपनी ज़कात सदकात और अत्याद के लिए सिर्फ कोर्ट का नाम याद रखिए कोर्ट यूके ऑफिस 0300123774 court.org.uk same old radio sound <sighs> then you need vibrant radio spice up your life spice fm 98.8 fm we built this city we built this city on rock and roll we built this city we built this city on rock and Say you don't care who goes to that kind 
Hello, hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to Mantley Sound right here on Spice FM. That was Starship with We Built This City on Rockin'. It's just called We Built This City, but everyone wants to say on rock and roll. I mean, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and I, I'd like to think Newcastle is a rock and roll city. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I must have forget, before I forget to say it, because we touched on this at the beginning of the show and I never had provided the context. And Ricky went, oh, is that true? But he might, I know he won't because he said he doesn't know anything about it. But oh, I walked past the whole crime thing that happened and I don't know if anyone's seen but there was a person who got like very badly assaulted last night in Newcastle because it was at um, you know like opposite where Trillions is I forget the name I forget the name Charlotte of the, Square yeah, yeah, where the library yeah. is yes that's yeah, right yeah. yeah it was just behind there okay. um, and there was a police car there with a with the, the tape over Mm-hmm. And apparently, a person got very, very seriously hurt last okay. night. Because um, my girlfriend, um, I, I mentioned this to my girlfriend on the way here, and she sent me a, a, a screenshot of the oh. headline. Um, so hopefully, someone will get you know arrested for that because that sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. There's loads of police officers around, and I guess they were taking evidence and stuff like that. So uh, anyway, so I was just 
thought I'd provide the context for that because I remember Ricky went, oh, really? And I'd never explained what I was on about, so there you go. Um, but anyway, so um, Catherine um, has very kindly stayed for Mental Health News, so if she she can um, respond whenever she feels appropriate to. But the whole idea of Mental Health News, which is good that we got an opportunity to do it this this show because we didn't do it last week. Um, so basically what we do is Ricky uh, searches the social medias and the papers and finds anything mental health related, obviously, because that's the slant that the, of the show that we do. And he'll provide some quickfire headlines and then we basically debate and comment as mm-hmm. when appropriate. So um, this is Ricky with Mental Health News. <laughs> we, we really need, need, a, we really need a, a jingle. Signature tune for we this. We should have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be like um, news at ten. You should get your own bong. <laughs> bong. It's it's mental health news. <laughs> well, some people who've been tuning in at the start of the show thought yeah. it was like it might have been a World Cup podcast yeah, yeah. because <laughs> I'm going to delve yeah. into football now because of this. But okay. um, that's if we have to, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the World Cup is, uh, we're all sort of engrossed with, with what's been going on in Russia. It's been a great tournament, first of all. Yes, this is what we But on a serious yeah. side, um, and I didn't know about this, so it's quite a revelation. So uh, a campaign that's called the Not So Beautiful Game, and this has been run by the National Centre for Domestic Violence. And uh, I mean, this was a big wow for me. It was like, you know, so apparently incidence of domestic violence has rises by as much as 38 percent risen when uh, (laughs) when england lose a match particularly and this was a research done by lancaster university and even it rises even when when england win or draw it rises by 26 percent um and it's a very clever campaign because what they've done is the if you go online you can see the posters the so, for example, you know, the St. George's Cross with England, they have a, a face where the, the blood dribbles from the, the nose da- down down the chin mm. and across. So it's a very stark, very graphic, but you can see where they're coming from. I mean, I it was just, I didn't know about that. I mean, <laughs> but you can sort of understand the, the tensions. Not to, not to make it like, not to kind of um, be, you know, jovial about it or whatever the right uh, terminology is, but um, I went out last Saturday um, for my friend's birthday because uh, he was the last of my like so, um, school friends who turned 30 because I, I turned 30 the first time so we all went out to celebrate that on Saturday and on the, on the way to the on the way to town my partner I was texting my partner just a little bit just saying like oh I'm on my way out now and then she says oh like I hope you're okay that people don't because um, it was the when we did England just play on that Saturday I think they did didn't they because um, I think we played was it Columbia you talking, about, is it, you talking about the fan that, zone in that, uh, Centre of Life? Was that where the fan zone is? No, but I, no, what I'm saying is that there was. I think there was an England game on earlier that day. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it was. It was the it was the Columbia game. I that's think the official the fan game. zone, isn't it? Then? No, but I'm saying that the, there was a, there was a match on, and then I went out afterwards. Okay. So the point I'm getting at is that my partner says, "Oh." I hope you're going to be okay because there'll be loads of people celebrating the right, football, okay. and I'm all going, yeah, I'll be fine, it'll be all right, it'll be, it'll be great. I'm sure I will not say anything. Literally, I, I swear, I swear. As soon as I sent that uh, message, a person came out of the bar and he starts like, you know, swearing at the, <laughs> swearing at the, um, the bouncers, getting all like worked up and sort of like, you know, you're an effing and all that kind yeah. of thing. And um, and I just find myself going, oh, here we go again. And then my friend goes, well, maybe he's not a football fan. He then goes back into the pub to go and get his flag. <laughs> 
<laughs> comes out with a flag and then and my friend goes okay maybe he is a flag <laughs> <laughs> and he's all like going oh yeah, yeah and then the police come and he's all like and then was like well maybe you'll calm down now the police are here and then he's all like getting more and more irate and I'm going I'd question the word like 8 o'clock I'd question the word fan though yeah, yeah you know, I know you know, they don't deserve to beat people like that, yeah. but it's a bit like um, I'll not say who I'm when we beat Sweden there was a bunch that trashed an Ikea store oh right yeah I heard about yeah. that yeah I heard Ridiculous. people yeah I, I heard that too um, well what I would say as well is and I think this is shows the, the problem with the, the approach to celebrating or mm. not, or celebrating anything is that um, a lot of people I used to know growing up like um, my brother's sort of generation would be you know when he used to tell me stuff is that some people he knew used to go out Basically, if they, like for Newcastle, for example, which is obviously a lot more regular, and if they lost, they got drunk. If they won, they got drunk. <laughs> so it's like there's no. So actually, the actual football made it was just an excuse as yeah. opposed yeah. to celebrating anything. Yeah. And I think people make that mistake far too many times. Yeah. Is they and if they're using it as an excuse, then the problem is actually the wanting to drink as opposed to um mm-hmm. yeah do it as opposed to the football. So I would be very careful to I guess what I'm sort of saying, and I know you're saying that really deep down, is that I wouldn't necessarily blame the subject matter or the football or the sport because the yeah, sport's going to yeah, con- the yeah. sport exists outside of drinking and gambling and all this kind of thing mm-hmm. um it's the it's what you do with something the individual that ultimately is the, well, the it problem, takes away you know? from the real fans who yes celebrate I, 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 and, i'm not disagreeing with that at all i think you're right so that um, that that sort of segues into the other side where okay. um some uh, a guy called let me get his name right, uh, Alistair Burns from he's the NHS clinical director for dementia which we've just been talking about. Um, oh, interesting. He says actually watching football can be good for our mental well-being, and he <laughs> says that with older people especially they can benefit more from watching the more classic matches. So for example, you know, you know the 1966 for example. Um, a lot of people. What I think what he's what he what he's getting at is is that. When you relive those those good times, it stimulates good thoughts for people who have or do have those conditions, and and uh, it's very relevant because you know two two players from that team, Nobby Styles and Martin Peters, uh, do do have dementia at the moment. So yeah. Oh yeah, I heard I heard about that. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sporting yeah. Memories Foundation in the UK have kind of got got uh, behind that campaign that you know you can relive. Just for fun, uh, Catherine, are you like in general a football fan at all? Have you have you cared? I yeah. don't even dare say who I support. <laughs> oh. Is Sunderland? No. No. Middlesbrough? Arsenal. Oh, oh. that's all right. <laughs> I like Arsenal. Like, they're like my second favourite team. You mentioned Arsenal at the beginning of the show, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we did, yeah. Andy, I do yeah. like Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Uh, where yeah. are you from there originally? No, or you just not like at all. Arsenal? I, um, one year at school, half my class decided to support Arsenal and the other half Leeds. And, um, <laughs> Fair enough. I picked the right side, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah, Leeds is, yeah. <laughs> But um, no, and I've just been a fan. I've been to see them a few times, but oh, it's very cool. difficult to get tickets. So yeah, are you no. Arsene Wenger gone on? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because we we both quite liked them. We've said we I I I enjoyed watching him, even though he was a bit you know aloof when it comes I do to think watching. it was time for him to go. Oh, I yeah, do think that, it feels like it's the right time for him to go now, and um, I'm sad about that because he uh, he went out and people. We're criticising him, and really, I think if he'd gone a little bit earlier, yeah. he'd have still gone out, and people have said, "Wow, you yeah." Know, and uh, that's really what a lot when of we fans look said. back on his influence yeah. on 
lots of things in football mm-hmm. um, it's been tremendous and I think that's also I think we, the people were saying that at the time I think that's more like sort of the Arsenal fans way mm-hmm. of treating him because I think really in the league he was quite well respected well, yeah. Um, because yeah but I mean and, I, and I, I, this idea of that I know he had like a good like comparing his first 10 years to his second 10 years is that then yeah. going like and just totally ignore oh the the two FA Cups he got recently no I'm not counting no. them and, I, and like it's so disrespectful to the majority of the people in the Premier League who like we if we won an FA Cup we would be absolutely just yeah. on cloud nine I mean you know when so. you support a club that's been starved of success you yeah look, <laughs> I know they're, they're looking at FA Cups yeah. going really yeah. and I mean like with all the money that Manchester City and that spend mm. it's no wonder that Arsenal like fall by the wayside mm. so I think you know but to bring it you know what you were saying about um, mm-hmm. um dementia yes that um the thing about football is it's recognizable yes even you know when you look at it and so that going to football or continuing to go to football or see football even in modern mm-hmm. matches mm-hmm. um is an experience that is part of your growing up mm-hmm. and it doesn't look unfamiliar mm-hmm. so i think that it's a really great experience for people mm-hmm. to go along mm-hmm. to because they've been to football matches seen football matches and basically it's very similar yeah yeah, yeah. so and um, uh, as Ricky was say it's a bring reinforces like reinforces, a positive positive um yeah. positive memories as it were yeah trying to think yeah. back what would be the last positive would watch as a newcastle match, <laughs> <I think. laughs> Barcelona game maybe or? we're in the championship wasn't yeah, it necessarily yeah. terrible no. um I, I liked the last day because we weren't supposed to win and brighton screwed up so. oh yeah um, yeah. That's so another th- another area that's topical, uh, and I know we've had a personal chat, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. I particularly ranted about this. Okay. Uh, Love Island. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but on a on a on a we're on becoming like a topical uh, radio show, yeah. <laughs> and but now Love Island time. <laughs> I mean, on on a, on a serious side. So yeah, yeah, local connection wise, because uh, a former competitor. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Sophie, wasn't a lady it? called yeah. Sophie Graydon yeah. uh, took her own life, and it's thought to be suicide, even though it's not been confirmed yet. Um, sadly, as well, four days after her funeral, her her boyfriend uh, took his took his life, and it sort of um, pe- friends of Sophie were suggesting that she struggled with her mental health. That the that the, such such programs like Big Brother and all the other ones have a, an aftercare program, and Sophie apparently never received that. So, and I know we talked about this, and and in terms of the national discussion, um, there's there's issues about, you know, what it does to young people in terms of influencing things like body image, body dysmorphia, sex and relationships, that kind of thing. Um, I didn't know this, but something else that's apparent is that um, cosmetic surgery adverts... Mm. You know, we we mentioned the word strategic there about marketing within supermarkets. Whenever certain programs come on, certain adverts are de- deliberately that's put in an, there. Oh God, yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, that's an MP words, yeah. M- MPs have come out recently and said that this this sort of thing should be banned. That diet adverts, um, well, cosmetic surgery, su- like Superdrug sponsors the show, which basically, um, and I'm not saying any anything negative in this sense. I'm just saying this is an absolute fact that Superdrug sponsor the show, provide all the makeup for the show. They have a a, a clothing line. That um, that does all the clothing for them to make mm. them look as immaculate as possible. Mm. So it's all tied in for mm. people to spend stuff. I mean, they did a makeup. Um, they did a special makeup like last week because my girlfriend watches it, and um, the the it was done by like um, 
Garnier or whatever it is, like it, it was some sort of makeup Roberto company. Garnier, yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, you could only buy in Superdrug, right. and they were using it in the like uh, activity that they were doing. So it's it's all done very effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does lead to, I mean, there's a particular girl, Megan, who's on the show at the minute. She actually the the and I saw this in social media, and it it really frustrated me because I think it's again. Um, focusing on the wrong things because it showed a picture of her 10 years ago or something and how different she looked and what social media were going is that like she looks so much better now and it was on the back of saying mm. that she spent like 30 grand on her face because mm. she's had like a facelift yeah. um, loads of fake um, you know cheekbones put in and stuff like that so it's not like natural um, and yet it leads to like a social media trend of people saying yeah. doesn't she look better And cause it, but then not understanding the implication is people who are very very vulnerable or not yeah, confident yeah. are going to go so I need to have I need to have £30,000 spent on my face to be considered like she is mm-hmm. and that's a really considered bad not just that but considered to, that I can get the same number of retweets or likes on yeah. social media which yeah. has become a modern mm-hmm. social marker for a lot of people which I think is really sad it's a sad indictment I, I, I wanted to be really quite frank about this because I've talked about this off air about the cause to stick with the headline is it do you find it kind of uh, disrespectful or like or maybe showcases the way society treats things is that as far as I know because she's from this area is from what I've been heard in the grapevine of just in the area of people who sort of know her is that um, she did commit suicide and it's just not being reported because don't they know. don't think it's a headline so that they're just reluctant to say it is that, that. like so they just die like it, 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 the first article I read said that it was not suspicious yeah, and yet from what I can hear, from what I've well, been hearing, well, that's obviously that the undertones not, that you know what's not, really yeah, happened. It, 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 I don't know; it could be downpouring it, but I, mm. no. But I'm saying, like, you know, if it is suicide, I mean, is it being stopped from maybe her family members or something like that? But the idea of just not saying it is, <laughs> it, does it not do? It sort of neglects how serious a thing suicide yeah, is I, by I not point, saying yeah. this is suicide. Mm. Um, it's sort of like going, no, it's not suicide. And is it is it down to the fact that Love Island's on the air right now as well? They don't want any negative publicity, maybe. Do you know what? Or I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not not um, saying definitely for sure because obviously I don't know. But yeah, sometimes as you know, going back to that word strategic, it'd be it wouldn't surprise me if certain forces were at work to to yeah. s- to not reveal the complete truth until maybe afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, uh, it, it it if if you do what me and my girlfriend do and kind of take it for what it is, it's not terrible. But yeah, I do think. It's do you have a view on that, Catherine? Like, bad. I, I never watched. I never watched that. I never watched it. Never either. watched it before. You're not missing out, Dory. Um, <laughs> anyway, we need to I go. I feel very sad out, about though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, in all yeah, in all the all seriousness part about it is, is that it's sad that not only she took her life, but her partner did, because that implies that he never got any help. Uh, or the, uh, you, you Can I read one bit of good news? Is there time? Yeah, literally thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, okay. So a dad in uh, in uh, 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 was Tasmania. Um, so her her daughter is autistic, and she was very she felt very down recently because she was saddened by a school report where she got a load of D's. You know, and she felt very let down. So what? And this went viral. Her dad produced an alternative report for her, and uh, he put it on 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 Twitter, and it it went it went around the world because it was amazing. So she so she, he wrote down things like funny, and she got near for that. Loves dogs, she got near for that. 
Fighting with boys, she got an A for that. <laughs> Drawing and mailing robots, she got an A for that. Imagination, she got an A plus. And best daughter in the world, she got an A plus. So I thought that was really sweet. So That's good. Yeah, yeah. A good, nice. And she was very heartened by that, and she felt a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Because you may not be great academically, but you might be great as a person. Yeah, exactly. Good way of ending. And that's a great segue to the song I'm going to do to play us out. It says, You May Be Right by Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ricky, you may be right. Uh, but anyway, huge thank you to Catherine, who's in the studio. Um, who Our company was tweeting, which is very nice. They were tweeting you on there, so that's nice to them. So, huge thank you for everyone who listened. Thank you for Dave for being our guinea pig for the phone interview. That was really good. We'll be back in two weeks' time for our first show in August. But until then, uh, have a good weekend. No, it's the last, last show of July, I believe. Sorry, last show of July, yes. Thank you. 27th. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is, Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm way with it. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks anyway, and uh, have a good weekend and good weekend. And to pay us out, you'll be right by Billy Joel. Goodbye, guys. See you.